wake up it's the morning motivation with Brittany daniel good morning good morning good morning sorry y'all if that was a little loud hi guys welcome to the morning motivation i'm your host Brittany daniel if you're watching on tiktok join us live on youtube so that you can join the conversation because i will be communicating with everybody in the chat hi guys welcome a uh, happy thursday Y'all, I'm over here tired, y'all. I cannot wait for the weekend so I can get some rest. It's our church's gala this weekend on Friday, so I'm excited. I can clean my dress because y'all know I'm 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 frugal friend. I'm not about to go buy no new dress. You know, I'm just going to pull the old one out the closet. <laughs> but I'm very excited. I hope you guys are doing well today. Happy Thursday. It is, man, September 29th. Y'all, we have two days left of, of set, one day left after today of September. Time is flying. So I commend you now. If God is speaking to you, answer the call. If God is telling you to move closer to him, answer it because time ain't waiting for nobody, y'all. Time ain't waiting for nobody. And I don't want to get none. I don't want none of us to get left behind with doing the good work of God. Uh, but good morning. Go ahead and load, load up the comments. If this is your first time watching live or you are familiar with morning motivation and you've never watched before, go ahead and um, let me know, or you've never chimed in before, let me know where you're watching from. I would love to give you a shout out. Uh, also, I am live right now on TikTok. Good morning, TikTokers. Come over to YouTube at BrittanyTheHost.com or Brittany Daniel, uh, and you can find me. The link is in the bio as well, and you can be a part of the conversation. I will be glancing at TikTok, but um, for the most part, I will be interacting with my morning motivators here on YouTube. So we're going to do some morning shout outs after we do our prayer. Uh, today, we are still reading from A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. You can get your copy by going to BrittanyTheHost.com to enter the free giveaway. To get your, to get your copy, if you don't want to wait for the giveaway, go ahead. The link is down below. Ooh, get behind me, Satan. My words all scrambled, y'all. I'm really tired, like mentally, not physically tired. But I've been starting a new schedule. Uh, so if I'm a little all over the place mentally, just bear with your girl. Pray for me. Uh, give me give me some uh, words of encouragement. And I would appreciate that. So I'm just I'm just, you know, physically tired when you know when you do and you're working, you're doing the Lord's work, you're going to church, you're reading your Bible, you got your morning routine, you go into the gym. You could get tired. OK, I had to go back to sleep a little bit today. I said, Lord, I can't do it this morning. I need a little bit of rest. Um, but that Proverbs verse is always in my mind when I go back to lay down. So I'm trying to balance that, <laughs> but let's, that's neither nor there. Let's get ready and get into this prayer. Um, yeah. So dear heavenly father, thank you so much for waking us up for another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship on the internet. I pray Lord that the Holy spirit is downloaded to every single voice that is listening now and later. And I pray that if there's anything that is stirring up in them to lean closer to you, to get to know you, to, uh, to just put it in their hearts and, and get closer to you and get a better relationship with you every day. I download that right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray that anybody that is going through depression, that I rebuke it in the name of Jesus, anybody that has anxiety, that I rebuke it in the name of Jesus, that they know that anything that they need, they can lean on you, no matter what's going on, no matter the circumstance, no matter whatever the case may be, that they can always lean on you. And then they can always lean on God and, uh, and be covered in the Holy Spirit. And I also ask God that I pray for peace, abundance, blessings, purity, anything that they need right now in the name of Jesus. I pray over my people. Your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. And when I say my people, I mean my morning motivators. God knows my heart. He knows what I mean. Not that y'all don't, you know, y'all don't belong to me, but you know what I mean. <laughs> 
in the name of Jesus. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys are doing well. If you guys have any praise reports at any time, let me know. You can always put in the comments. I love when you guys tell us about birthdays and promotions and good news, especially if I know something that was going on behind the scenes that we don't share. Please put it in the comments and let us know because you never know how your testimony, your story will help somebody else and will give them words of encouragement or just feel encouraged. So because God is moving, y'all. God is blessing a lot of people in miraculous ways. And I love it. And I know it's it's easy to just focus on the negative and the negativity that's going on. But there are some amazing things going on in the world. So I just want to give God the glory and God the praise for that. Um, but let's get into these shout outs. So good morning, Grand Rising Kiki. Happy Thursday. Good morning, such a lady. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Destiny. I know almost Friday, Friday Eve, right? <laughs> good morning, Corey. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Glorious Rising. Happy Housewife. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Melon and Honey. Morning, Aubrey. Good morning, Riri. Good morning, Elvis. Good morning, Diamond. Good Friday Eve. <laughs> y'all be ready for Friday. Y'all don't even get, y'all just be disrespected Thursday. Just like forget Thursday, huh? <laughs> Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Social uh, Simone. Socialize Simone. Good morning. What Proverbs verse? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, I actually wrote that down. It's in my phone. I'm live, so I can't grab my phone. Um, good morning, you guys. We talking about God, y'all. I don't know what you over there talking about. Let me give you the verse. Uh, yeah, Proverbs talks about us not being overly. Uh, oh, this might be a good topic. Oh, do I want to go into this topic today? It's in my phone. Dang it. Uh, but the the Proverbs talks about a lot about lazy people. Let me finish a shout out to Destiny and I got you. Good morning, Talia. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, She Amber. Uh, Norma says you are doing a lot, Brittany. And if you ever need a little break, uh, listen to your body, take it. You are taking any vitamins. I am taking vitamins. Thank you. And thank you for your daily gems. Love you. Love you too, Norma. Thank y'all. You know, cause sometimes you got to check on your strong friend. Thank you. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Shamber. I appreciate it, Norma. Yes, I did. I, I just went back to sleep. Like I wake up around six, six 30 and what I normally do or I've been doing lately is I've been doing stretching while I listen to Sarah Jakes, Roberts. And then I um, do about 30 minutes of devotional where I read the Bible, get prepared because I read um, our book the day, the night before. So I'm all prepared for the morning. So I just spend some time with God, download, do a little praise and worship. And then I go out throughout my day. And then while I'm in the car, sometimes I read an audio book. So I've been doing a lot of self-development, spiritual development. Last night was Bible study. So there was, you know, man, y'all, my church is so good. If you guys need a church home, please DM me uh, and I'll send you uh, some links. But man, if you're not in the Atlanta area, but if you are in the Atlanta area, you guys need to pull up. My church is phenomenal. Um, but let me find the verse for, for destiny. So it talks about, so Proverbs talks a lot about, here it is. I found it. The Proverbs talks a lot about laziness and rest and sleeping, right? Um, we are in a generation where we hear about the soft life a lot, right? Oh, I want the soft life. I want to have this soft life. And I think that there are some beautiful essence of soft. Like, I think that there are moments in your life where you can be, you can have a soft life, but in the essence of life, there's no such thing, no such thing. Like you can't be a soft Christian. You need to be able to cast out demons and to be able to, and when I say demons, even negative energy, um, when you are called to 
to do great things, it takes a lot out of you. So and and you can't have success and be soft, right? Somebody in the household got to work. Somebody in the household has got to do something. Now, I do believe in being in alignment so that you can, um, you know, be fulfilled with what you do. Like what I do now when I do social media for businesses as my new venture, like I love doing that. Like it doesn't take a whole lot out of me, but it's still work. You know what I mean? So I don't believe that we should be fighting every day through life, like through depression and things like that. I agree with that aspect of this, this notion of the soft life, but you can't live this soft life where you're going to the beach every day and you're getting massages every day and you don't work and you rest all the, like that doesn't, that does not exist. It says not if you want to be successful. So what Proverbs says, and this goes every time I want to take a nap, <laughs> unless I truly need it, this, this Bible verse always goes through my mind. So it's Proverbs 24 and 33. It says a little, a little extra sleep, a little more slumber, like like a, a, a little, well, let me, let me start over a little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. And what Proverbs says a lot, as I told y'all always read Proverbs. Proverbs is so good. If you don't read nothing else in the Bible, uh, there's one proverb for every day. It takes less than five minutes to read and it just gives you gems and tools. It's like it's called the book of wisdom. It teaches you uh, rules and regulations for your life. It talks about being wise. It talks about not arguing with fools. I was having a dream that I was fighting, uh, not physically fighting, but verbally fighting with women. And I was like, God, what are you trying to tell me in this dream? And he was just like, you, why are you fighting? Like, there's nothing to prove. You need to, you have aspects of yourself that you need to work on on the inside. Like there's something you're trying to do. So Proverbs tells you a lot of those. It gives you a lot of like two line gems, four line gems to help you with your life. And the thing that was interesting about Proverbs is Proverbs talks a lot about being rich and what's not going to make you rich. Uh, it talks a lot about, you know, being lazy and having self-control and and that and every time I want to take a nap or every time I want to rest or take a break, that that proverbs always goes through my mind. A little extra, a little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. It it definitely talks about uh, and not being a lazy person and not and ensuring that you are doing you know, due diligence. I don't think that you're supposed to work yourself to death. Even God took a day of rest. And I think he did that deliberately to show us like, Hey, if I need a day of rest, so do you. But, um, it, it, it talks a lot about success. It talks a lot about being wealthy. It talks a lot about being rich. It talks about, um, a lot about intelligence, being foolish, you know, how we don't waste our energy arguing with foolish people. Um, it talks about, you know, being a worthy wife and becoming more wealthy. It says being give freely and become more wealthy, be stingy and lose everything. There's so many little gems like that, that just, you can just download at any time. So I highly recommend you guys read Proverbs. If you have not, if the Bible, may, it may be too much for you start in Proverbs. Very, very easy. Like it says right here, fear of the found fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment, things like that. So, um, yeah, but that was Proverbs 24 and 33 and 34. So definitely read Proverbs. But yeah, so I had to take a little I took a little nap, though. I was like, but God, my body said <laughs> 
I hear what Proverbs said, but my body said I gotta go to I need just a little, just a little nap, just a little nap. So I took a little nap this morning. Um and I didn't do my my workout. So I but I did listen to Sarah while I was getting ready. So um yes, I love Proverbs. Book of Wisdom is so good. So today we're going to talk about uh, becoming a world-class Christian and what that means. Now, one thing that my apostle said last night during Bible study, which really touched my heart, is he said, there are two types of Christians. Oh, where are my notes? Dang, they're upstairs. He was like, there are two types of Christians. And and the book is going to talk about this as well. And it talks about uh, being a world-class Christian or a worldly Christian, right? And what my apostle said last night, he said, some of us, do just enough to try to get into heaven. Like we try to figure it out. Like, okay, what do I got to do to where I can do this, but I can't do this. But as long as I don't do this, I can get into heaven. Right. (laughs) It's like he, and what my apostle says also, he says, you know how I joke with y'all all all the time. And I say how God is going to sit there with his spiritual iPad and look over his glasses and be like, what did you do with your life? You are, the Bible says you are going to have a conversation with God. But what, what my apostle said was, that there is no line. Like it's not when you you die, you go to heaven and everybody's waiting for you. And there's this line you're waiting into to be judged at the gates. He said that it's not like that. What he said is when we are before we are born. Right. And, and I'm taking his words. I did not study this, but this is something that he downloaded in us last night. So be be very, you know, do your research. Um, be very light with me. If I misspeak, please let me know in the comments. But what he said is before we get here, God already knows us, right? We all have souls. We all have spirits way before we get here. And so he says, well, what happens is when we come into the flesh, it gives us amnesia. So we're already a part of God's body before we get here. Every single person on the planet is a part of God before we get here. So when we're born, the flesh causes us to have amnesia. And so what we're supposed to do in the, in the world is basically get reconnected to God. So we're all connected to God, but it's us really having to search search it out and and hunt it and 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 get back to him, right? And through the Bible, Christianity teaches us that that is the way through Jesus Christ, right? Is that's how we we get connected. But what he said was, remember we were talking about the sifting of it all of how uh the bad is separate, not the bad, but well, basically, the evil is separated from the good. So when we come to the earth, there's so much sin is downloaded in us through our through our flesh. And what happens is, is, is heaven is within God. So uh, I'm trying not to misspeak. So heaven is within God. So the things that are like God, right, the things that are of him are going to return to him when they leave. So say if God is like a big vessel, heaven is within him. So the more the more God you are, the more God like you are, meaning doing good, you know, being like Jesus Christ, uh, you know, if you see somebody being mean, you're, you're nice to them. Just all the things that we are called to do as Christians, right? Be turn a blind eye, do the do the good things. The more you are like of God, the more you are like of Jesus Christ, then you will be entered back into God. But sin will cast us down. So what he said was when Jesus was on the cross and he died for our sins, the, the reason why Jesus went down and not up is because he was burdened with all of our sins. So sin keeps us away from God. Like, have you ever been in, in, in a space in your time in your life where you were just doing and dabbling and doing what you wanted to do and you no longer heard God's voice or you didn't feel connected with God? That's what it is. Sin weighs us down and takes us away from God. But the more we do and the better we do for ourselves and, and in Christian like and things, we're brought to God. Does that make sense? So that's what he was saying last night. So what the book is talking about 
is the difference between being a worldly Christian and a world-class Christian. And again, no judgment. We're up here learning and stuff like that. Um, uh, Happy Housewife says self-negligent uh, for wait, self self-negotiation for the entrance into heaven. Yes. He said that a lot of us try to figure out like, what can I do and what can't I do? And he says a lot of Christians spend too much time trying to figure that out. Like, okay, I can do this, but I can't do this. So I'm not going to do this because this ain't going to get me to heaven, but I want to do this. And he's like, that's not what we're supposed to be focused on. We're supposed to be focusing on transforming ourselves so that we can be vessels to help out and reach out and touch other people uh, to tell them the good news and, and, and about God. But yes, the self-negotiation of interest into heaven, it don't work like that from what he said. Well, he said it could, but that ain't what we supposed to be focused on, right? So it says, uh, become a world-class Christian. It says, Jesus said to his followers, go everywhere into the world and tell them to tell the good news to everyone. That's Mark 6, 16 and 5. Then it says, send us around the world with the news of your saving power and in, in your eternal eternal plan for all mankind. It says the great commission, the great commission is your commission. You have, you have a choice to make. So it says, this book says, Purpose Driven Life says, everybody has a, uh, has a choice to make. You will be either a world-class Christian or a worldly Christian. It says a worldly Christian looks to God primarily for personal fulfillment, right? If we only pray for ourselves, and I've been that, I ain't going to lie to y'all. I've been that where it's just me, 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 me. God, I need a new car. God, Lord, help me. Lord, uh, I need a million dollars. Lord, I need this. And it's all me, 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 right? And it says worldly Christians look to God primarily for personal fulfillment and that they are saved and self-centered. Uh, they are sa they are saved and self-centered. Uh Oh, excuse me. They are saved, but self-centered. So you can be saved. You can, you can um, say, you know, I accept Jesus Christ as my Holy Savior. All right, God, where my prize at? Where my presence? Uh, where my blessings? <laughs> we and it says that's self-centered. Can't be self-centered Christians. It says they love to attend concerts and rich and enrichment seminars, but you will never find them at mission conferences. Like you will find worldly Christians at you know, I'm not going to speak on conference, conferences and things, but it's only to fulfill them. And it says we are not called to only fulfill ourselves. We are called to go out and fulfill what God has told us to do. Right. So it says, but you'll never find them at mission conferences because they aren't interested. Their prayers focus on their own needs, blessings and happiness. Ooh, y'all, when I read this, I was like, ooh, OK, come on, old me. <laughs> <laughs> me a couple months ago. Mm. It says it's a me first faith. How can God make my life more comfortable? They want to use God for their purposes instead of being used for his purpose. So as Christians, we're not supposed to be focused on what we can get. Now, that's a part of it, right? God does say, hey, come to me, ask, and you shall receive. So we're not supposed to just not think about ourselves. Of course, we got to be blessed. But it doesn't, it's not supposed to stop with us. We're supposed to continue to go on and, of course, focus on his purpose more than ourselves, right? You're focused on the marriage, but God didn't tell you to get in that marriage. You're focused on starting that business, but God didn't tell you to start that business. Does that make sense? Or 
you're only focused on your work and you're not thinking or praying or seeking or guiding or trying to tell anybody else the good news. You're not doing that work, right? And it says, to in contrast, the world-class Christian knows that they were saved to serve and made for a mission. They are eager to receive a personal assignment and uh, are excited about the privilege of being used by God. Y'all, when God calls y'all, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to like for you to know that God has a mission for your life because he ain't have to tell you. He ain't have to talk to you. He ain't have to let you know. He ain't have to download it in your spirit or your soul. It is a privilege and we should be excited when God calls us. Now, there will be a season sometimes for some of us where you have to die to yourself. You know, you have to. And when I mean die, like not physically, like don't harm yourself. But when die to yourself, you die to all of your desires. You, you got to come to a point where it's like maturity. It's like, you know what? I was living life my way. I, you know, whatever you got to do, whatever I'm supposed to do to honor and, and glorify you and, and walk your purpose. I have your way. I don't want my way because sometimes our way, what we want and we trying to figure it out. Y'all, like we said before, it's never enough. It's never enough money. It's never enough likes. It's never enough follows. It's never enough uh, promotion. It's never enough attention. When we are self-seeking and self-serving, it is never enough. When we serve God and we're on a mission to serve God, you get full by the day. You feel more fulfilled when you are really what you feel like you're in God's purpose for your life. I promise y'all. I've done both. I've done me, 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 me. It ain't never enough. It's always like, oh, I need more money. Oh, I need more of this. Oh, I'm not happy with this. Oh, I'm not happy with it. It's it's a it's a it's an unfulfilling prophecy. It's never gonna work. It's like a it's like a cup with a hole in it. You know, you can't fill up yourself. Um, yeah, just like the first line of the day said, it's not about you. Hello, happy housewife. It is not about us individually. It is not about us. Okay. It says world class Christians are the only fully a lot. Listen to me. It says world-class Christians are the only fully alive people on the planet. Their joy, confidence, and enthusiasm are contagious because they know they are making a difference. They wake up each morning expecting God to work through them in in fresh new ways. Which type of Christian do you want to be? I can't tell y'all what to do. That ain't my job. My job is to spread the word. But you have to decide. Good morning. You have to decide what it is that you feel like you're called to do. You have to decide what which kind of Christian do you want to be? Do you want to be a self-serving Christian, a Christian that only prays, but a family, they friends and them? Or do you want to go out there and really do good work? Because we are called to. So if we go to Luke 10, we read this last night in, in Bible study and I was reading through Luke. So Luke is, um the book of Luke is basically the entire story of Jesus Christ from his birth to the disciples to to his whole his whole everything about Jesus is in Luke, right? So when Jesus died and it also talks about Jesus's lineage. Did y'all know that Adam and 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 and, and Eve had another son? I did not know that. His name was Seth. That's why you got to read your Bible. You learn so much. <laughs> Side note, right? Um so Luke chapter 10 uh, no, it wasn't Luke chapter 10. Excuse me. Mm, it's not Luke. It's hold on y'all. My bad. Is it, is it Timothy? 
Is it Timothy? No, I thought it was Luke. Uh, hold on, y'all. My bad. No, it is not Luke. My bad, y'all. I was I was reading all over the place this morning. Ooh, come to me, Jesus. Let me know, Jesus. Where is it at? And my notes are upstairs. My bad, y'all. So when Jesus died, he came back. I think it is Luke. <laughs> I can't stand when I think I know where something is. And then I go to it and it's not there. That is annoying. Let's see. Hold on, y'all. Work on it, Jesus. Ah, uh, Harvest of Grey. Da, da, da. No, that's not it. It's in Luke because I read it this morning and I highlighted it. Hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, is it Isaiah 51? Isaiah 51. I believe it's Isaiah 51. My bad, y'all. Um, if I can't find it, but anyways. After Jesus died, he commanded everyone to every Christian, everyone that 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 knew him to go into the world and become a disciple. And he says everybody should be able to cast out demons. Basically, like if you drink poison, you will not be harmed. If you get bit by a serpent, you won't be harmed. All of these things were supposed to be downloaded with righteousness and the Holy Spirit in order to protect ourselves when we go out to the world and we tell people about God because they tried to poison them. You know, when you speak about God, especially with such reverence, there are so many spirits and things out in the world that will try to stop you from from uh, from saying the good news. Like I say this all the time. If you look at the world now, right, especially the closer you get to God, the more you read your word. If you get back in church, one thing that they uh, you'll see a lot more is it's a lot of demonic stuff going on on here. And the interesting thing is what our apostle said last night is when we hear the word demons, we think of like this creature that's like in the shadows that like jumps at people. It's not that demons can be evil spirits like and you, we call it negative energy. You know what I mean? We call it negative energy. Um, so if you ever been in a room. And you just sense negative energy or just sense ill will. Or I was watching, what's the young rapper that just passed away? Um, Y'all, I don't know the rappers. He was a recent little handsome light-skinned man. And I was watching an interview of his. And he was saying how he was with his his his, his girlfriend. Somebody leave it in the chat. The rapper that just passed away, he got shot in uh, Roscoe's Chicken Waffles in LA. Um, he said he was with his girlfriend and he said he felt this energy come. And he noticed, yes, thank you, PB, uh, PNB Rock. He said that he felt this energy come. It was before he passed away. It was not that incident. It was another incident. Y'all know, see, y'all know I don't be knowing rappers. Y'all know I don't know that. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little older. My bad. Rest in peace, young man. Uh, but PNB Young Rock, he's, or Rock, excuse me, came. He said he felt this energy come to him. And a lot of us, sometimes we can be in situations where you just feel energy. Everybody is not on your level. When I mean level, not mean that you're better than anybody, but the more you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the closer you get to God, your energy has to shift. You cannot be in a, not to say negative things can't happen to you. We're human. That's going to happen, but you have to be able to break those negative cycles. It's It's raising your vibrations initially will get you closer to God because you are filled with goodness. You are filled with, with great things. So you have, you are on a different frequency, right? Just like a radio dial, your frequency changes. And so sometimes you can feel when people's energy or something isn't right in the room. And sometimes you can't put your finger on it, 
But when there's good in the room, they'll just start popping their heads up because people who are negative or negative energy or demons cannot settle in positivity. It makes them very uncomfortable. That's why I said, if anytime you are in a situation where you feel that negativity, you need to rebuke that in the name of Jesus and cast. And every Christian has that ability. I don't care if you're a baby Christian. I don't care if you were saved yesterday. I don't care if you were saved and you ain't talked to God in 10 years. Every Christian has the ability or should have the ability to cast out demons. And what that means is, is to pray over and to speak over spaces, speak over people, speak over yourself, any, you know, things of ailments, whatever the case may be. Now, how you grow that is spending time with God, reading your word and practicing, right? Uh, but what I, what that means is anytime you sense this energy, and he said that the day before he passed, or not the day before, excuse me, before he passed, he had a he had a, a situation where he just felt people's energy coming to her, towards him and he knew it was harmful. So he removed himself. And sometimes people around you can be like, oh, no, you tripping. They cool. Um, no, nah, you good. Like his girlfriend at the time. Well, she was like, oh, you're tripping. I still want to shop or she wasn't paying attention possibly. Right. Because her she doesn't have she may not have had the radar or maybe because he's a rapper. He's always on high alert. But he had the discernment to know that something ain't going right. So he said he removed himself from the situation and they ended up following him, chasing him and things like that. And at times you can be in situations. So you might be like, hey, is something off or is that person feeling is something wrong here? Other people can be like, no, you're tripping. You're not tripping. You sense something and you have to tap into that because that is your, that's your alarm signal. That's Jesus and God saying, wait, 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 something ain't right. There's, there's, there's evil lurking. Remember when, uh, I'm sorry y'all for saying this. Sorry, God, forgive me. Uh, on Friday. And he was like, it knows when the evil lurks. That doesn't know when the evil lurks, but your spirit will discern when evil is lurking or when people don't mean you any mean you any good because the devil isn't always some you know man satan with some little horns and sit in the corner sometimes it can be people because they haven't been either healed or they haven't been uh saved or whatever the case may be because if you and this is why it's so important to get your children into church or to to really know God for yourself because if you are not saved you are open spiritually for anything to download in you. I've seen it myself. It's happened to people I know personally where they're you ever you ever known somebody where they were one way at one point in their lives and you look at them and you look into your their eyes and you don't even see what them or or they they've lost their mind. Like there's there are people who have literally when they when they have lost their mind, I be, I personally believe that something else has been downloaded because I've seen that. Where it's just like, you're not even you no more. Like you don't, and they can't snap out. There's no snapping out of it. Some people will call that a mental illness. Spiritually is something different. They're not them. So that's why we have to be covered, protected, prayed over, uh, all of those things. And that's why you constantly have to pray over your house and pray over your children and pray over your friends and pray over your family members and can't, keep praying for the people around you because if those people are left open, anything can be downloaded. That's why it's super important to get children into church and know God at a young age so that anything can't just penetrate their spirit. And you guys got to be very careful with watching certain things because, and I'm going to set this down for a second because I have to talk to y'all and this is important. Uh, you have to be careful watching certain things. There's a, there's a, a show right now on Netflix about, uh, I don't, I forgot what it's called. It's, uh, it's about Jeffrey Dahmer. 
Now, the only thing I know about this man is he used to eat people. It was a joke that I heard back in the 90s about him eating people. Um, so he was an evil man. There's no freaking way that you can dismember people and eat them and be uh, anywhere, nothing but eat. That's evil to me because that you have to be so disassociated with what's good and what's bad in order for you to really kill somebody, chop their body up and then eat them. That is, that's un, I, I can't even imagine, right? And there's a show about him. And one thing that's interesting, what's going on a lot more in Hollywood is they are putting people on pedestals who done, who's done, who've done evil things like, um, the, the story of Gianni Versace, that Netflix series that I watched. And it was interesting because I watched it, but I was so intrigued by the murder. So what they do is they are starting to spin the narrative and make the murderer, the evil person, this I, this like little icon. And when you put him in the forefront, you're not thinking about the victims and all the families and all of that. You're making, you're glorifying him. And Netflix does that often. If you guys notice there are a lot of stories like there was one about another murder and all this. Uh, they're putting these murders on a pedestal and pushing them to the forefront and kind of giving them a more human aspect to them. And they do that a lot. It's called the anti protagonist, I believe, when you're story writing. It's making the devil or evil people seem like they're good and seem like they're normal and they're human. And then they're and so it makes you go, oh, OK. And it disassociates evil. And your perception of them. So as Christians, you have to be very mindful of what you consume and what your children consume. Because you're thinking, oh, I'm just watching a show on Netflix. Media is the first way they brainwash people. Y'all look at our music. We've spent two decades degrading each other, telling each other bees ain't nothing. That's why around the world, they do not respect black women from America. We don't. They don't. And there are a lot of negatives that come out of our media. Media is the first one because your defense is down. You're just thinking, oh, I'm watching a show. It's harmless. It's not, right? So be very careful what you watch and be very careful what you consume because your brain can't differentiate the difference. And that's why be very careful. I understand that kids play video games, but all that killing, why so much killing all the time? You know, and, and it's nothing against, you know, my family members, but my nephew plays Call of Duty a lot. Like a lot of men, a lot of people play Call of Duty all the time. Why are we obsessed with killing so much? Because what we don't know, the brain doesn't disassociate real life versus reality. That's why it's easy for a, a, a teen to pick up a gun and shoot it because he's been shooting. He had so much practice with his, with his, with his things. So. In your household, you might be the uncool parent because you limit the amount of access to things like that. But in the long run, you may be saving your child from a lot of battles later. I don't know. Just I, That just came over me to say that. Um, but we have to be very careful what we consume. We have to be very careful what we download and what we watch because what you watch will be downloaded into your subconscious, whether you like it or not. Have y'all ever watched a movie and then had a dream about it? It's locked in your subconscious mind or ever, even if you hated the song and it was just in your subconscious mind, like that one song that by Ari, if you wonder if I hate you, I'd, I cannot stand that song. I can't stand it. It used to just be in my brain, just playing on repeat. Couldn't stand the song. 
So we have to be very mindful what we consume, what we listen to, what we download, what would you let your children download into them? You know, as kids, we just, you know, our parents just was whatever. We just, uh, you know, whatever, even shows. Yeah. Shows are different when we were kids, uh, Melon and Honey, because they had, they censored stuff when we were children. There was an act in the 80s that prevented advertisers and they managed and, and were, they're very careful what they showed us. Our generations, if you were a millennial growing up, we had laws that prevented certain things to be shown to us. That's why a lot of our shows were wholesome and we learned how to get along with our friends and we learned how to tie our shoes and make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and said we were sorry. And there was a lot of empathy. Like I went and watched um, an old episode of Allegra's Window because it was on Paramount Plus and I got a little free little free subscription. And I remember I used to love Allegra's Window when I was a little girl. I didn't remember the show. I just remembered the theme song, Allegra's Window. Y'all, you got to be a real 90s baby to remember Allegra's, rent, Allegra's window. But I went and just watched the episode. I was like, what was Allegra's window even about? The first episode was about her going to daycare and how she was sad. And they were like, it's okay, Allegra. Your mommy's going back to work. It was like a lot of positive stuff being downloaded into us as children. It is not like that anymore. Those laws are gone. Like I think around 90, I don't remember what, what uh, year it was. In 90 something or 2000 something, those laws were reversed. So your children weren't aren't protected the way we were. Our generation was thoroughly protected through the media. We weren't allowed to be shown a whole lot of commercials unless it was on cable like Nickelodeon or Disney. We weren't allowed to be downloaded with a lot of toxic messaging. Now these children are not protected like we were. So you might want to peek in. And listen to what your children are listening to or listen to the narratives in, in, in the in the conversations. I remember my niece, there was a show that she was watching on YouTube where the kid was a brat. The kid in the show was an absolute brat. And she started mimicking those brat like behaviors because when you're when you're young, you can't decipher what's what's good and what's bad or what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. You don't have that filter. And that's why the devil goes after children so he can plant seeds into them when they're young. So be very mindful of what your children watch, what you watch, what you allow in your household, what you listen to in your car. I understand you're grown and you understand the difference. And you think that baby's not listening, y'all. I knew the whole Snoop Dogg album before I could read. And if you know, the first Doggy Style album was horrifically graphic. I knew that entire album before I could read because I was a little girl in my mom's car kicking her feet. And of course, my mom was young. She didn't think anything of it. She was like, she don't know what they talking about. Yes, I did. And yes, I remember the lyrics to this day. I could play the whole album, give it to you front to front to back. So don't think because they're a baby or they're a toddler or they don't under. Yes, they do. They understand. They might not be able to verbalize it to you, but it's being programmed into their mind. Yes. And y'all can remember y'all being kids. Good morning. And listening to certain things. So to each their own. I ain't telling you how to raise your household, but don't be wondering why your kid get into the middle school. And, OK, <laughs> somebody had a comment. Um, let's see before preaching religion, how about prosecuting the priests that have abused children? Religion made up is made up to control. Oh, 
Clifford, God bless you. Mm. You just don't know Jesus the way I know him. I, I pray, Clifford, that, and I'm not preaching religion. I'm, I'm doing what God has called me to do. And I pray that uh, you get to know God for yourself. I pray that God downloads something in you to get you closer to him. So religion or not, I pray that you know God for yourself. And I, and I pray for you because um, unfortunately you're hurt. And I don't know those priests. I'm not in a Catholic church. So I think your anger is displaced. Um, but I hope that you you heal, Clifford. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, God bless your soul. Uh, let's see. The book Outwitting the Devil talks about how children are the most vulnerable that the devil focuses on the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. They re he really does because they're 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 innocent. Kids cannot really decipher right from wrong. They learn right from wrong. They learn that lying is wrong. They learn stealing is wrong. I remember when I was young and my grandmother had this piggy bank, right? My grandmother had this piggy bank that used to sit on her desk and I used to take quarters from it because I was like, hey, it's money. I, I need, I want some money. So I used to take from it. My grandmother had to tell me, Brittany, you know, when you take from me without asking, that's stealing. And we don't steal. Those things have to be taught. A lot of people, you know, and, and some of y'all, not y'all, children have to be taught manners. Children have to be taught when people speak to them, how to respond. A lot of people aren't teaching their children to speak to anybody but them. You know, manners, excuse me, holding doors if they're a little boy, things like that. It, it, it depends on you and what you feel like is important to instill in your children. But just because you know, don't think that they just know. Children don't, they're a blank slate. They have to be taught everything. Y'all, Zara says hello. She's here. Say hi, mommy. Say hi, mommy. <laughs> Children have to be taught everything, y'all. Everything. So don't, don't think that um, it's something that they're just going to get naturally or they're going to learn from somebody else. No, they are, and they're going to learn the wrong things. Everything has to be taught. Every single life skill has to be taught. Manners have to be taught. Everything has to be taught. Kids are the most vulnerable because they're unprotected. That's why I say, I tell y'all all the time, get children into church, a good, healthy church, a good, healthy church, and let them see you praise and worship. Let them see people fall out, whatever your religious, you know, your stance is as a Christian, let them see it. So when they grow up, they know what to go back to. They won't go into a church as a 20 something year old for the first time and be like, this is weird. You know, if I were, if I didn't have the seeds planted in me as a kid, going to church with my grandma, seeing people getting hands put on them, seeing praise and worship and all that, you got to wait, baby girl, or you can come up here. I would have felt like, oh, what are they doing? This is weird. Not knowing not knowing how important that is, not knowing that lifting your hands to God is sending signal waves to the spiritual realm, not knowing that that the Holy Spirit is being downloaded in you when you give up and you that this means something, you know, bowing your head to God, praying to God, that this means something. Those were taught to me as a child. So if you don't teach your children and you expect them just to know God on their own, they're going to go out in the world and download all this stuff. That's why it's so easy for kids to get into um, this, quote unquote, spiritual world, because everybody wants to be spiritual, which teach their own. I'm not telling people how to live their lives. But when you're spiritual, you're not 
You're not, uh, you're not yielded to anything. When I was spiritual, I was yielded to myself and what I wanted and moved to what I did and, and tarot and all of these things. You're not yielding to the authority of God and God is calling us to be world-class Christians. And it's not about judging people. It's not about being um, better than anybody, but what are you yielding to when you're just spiritual? Right or wrong? Okay. But the Bible talks about that. <laughs> the Bible talks about this. It's, that's like being lukewarm. You know, and there's certain without, I'm going to tell y'all, if you're not reading the Bible, then what religious texts are you reading? If you're not reading the Quran, then what religious texts are you reading? If you're spiritual, who's giving you your, your instructions? Who's giving you your left and right limits? Who's telling you what's right and what's wrong? Everything has to be taught. So if you get your kids while they're young, and that's why I'm pro, I'll ask my sister, I said, can I take, start taking my nieces and nephews to church? Because I was around their age where I was, I, I was saved. And at least at that age, if I know that I did my part, and this is what this, this chapter is about. I know I got off subject, but that's what it talks about being a world-class Christian. It's like, we can't be self-centered and only think about ourselves and our household. How can we go out into the world and tell people the good news? And I'm not saying all of this to judge anybody. Everybody's walk is their own and you will get to God in your own time. But there is something beautiful about that relationship. It's something beautiful about being held accountable. It's something beautiful about, um, you know, holding yourself accountable to what you've read and what you know. And you can know right from wrong. But here's the thing. The reason why I believe that there are so much hostility between men and women, because what are men submitting to? You can know right from wrong and still do wrong. You can know right from wrong and not be convicted that you cuss somebody out or that you um, or that you're not you're cheating on your wife. There's a lot of men that will tell you that that's OK. Oh, God, forgive you. Don't worry about that. That's not right because that has ramifications. It's a ripple effect. You know, you stealing a dollar is still stealing. You lying is still lying. Do you understand? So it's like, what are you yielding to? And I, I, I was listening to this young lady yesterday, and I'm not saying that she was wrong because I understood her point. But there's a reason why the Bible tells you to link with yoke uh, when marry, not link, because your friends can't all just be Christians. That's why you got to go out into the world and and discipleship and let people know and be a living example of yourself, right? Um, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not holier than thou. I've made my mistakes, but I'm learning each and every day. Right. But there's a reason why you're supposed to link with equally yoked people when it comes to marriage and relationships, because if you are ladies, let me just let's give an example. Um, and for those who have to go to work a little later. I love you guys. Have a beautiful and blessed day. If you want to join the conversation, y'all come over to YouTube. I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, if you are a woman and you are a God-fearing woman, right? Say if you're a Christian woman and you marry a person that's not of Christ's descent. If you're not, you're married, somebody that doesn't believe he's, he's spiritual. He's not religious. Cool, right? Cool. You believe in God. You know God. That's cool. Then you get, you raise children. and you want to bring your children to church because you want them to be downloaded just like you were downloaded, right? Now your husband's not going to church with you. What example is that setting to children? What ends up happening subconsciously is a setting like, oh, mommy's the religious one, daddy's not. It's confusion, right? There's the, there plans to see the confusion because it might be cool while y'all are dating, even though I think there's something powerful about a man hearing the word of God getting prayed over because the woman covers the household, the man covers the family. That's what they don't talk about. 
The man is supposed to be downloaded from God. He's supposed to get all his instruction from God by praying and, and yielding to God, not his own submission, not leaning on his own understanding, but yielding to God to cover his family. The woman prays and covers her household. Does that make sense? So if the kids only see mommy going to church, what is that little boy going to grow up to do? Not go to church or not know that praising God is, it is not weakness, that you can be vulnerable with God. I'm going to read all your comments, too, so I'm going to stay on. So don't worry about it. I got y'all. Um, then there's there and then, then there's a little split and confusion. So mommy's getting the praise, the worship, the Holy Spirit, and she's moving towards and she's growing her spirituality. And what is dad doing? And we've seen that a lot with our generation growing up, right? Where it was always the grandma, always the mom, the dad stayed home, watched football or whatever. And I'm not trying to say that, oh, they were bad people. No, no, no. That's just what they were doing. But what do you want? That's why they say equally yoked, because it's like for me and mine, I don't want my children to, to grow up and only see mommy going to church. That's me, though. It, it, it would bother me. It would bother me if I'm getting all this from God. Now, what, what it does say is you're supposed to pray for the person. Right. And, and you're supposed to hope that you're through your prayer that you can convert them. But I was a realist. Joyce Meyer said it took her a while. Uh, not Joyce Myers. Who said that? Somebody was telling me and they said it took their husband 20 years to go to church. 20 years. Who's who's patient enough to, to wait on that? If you're patient, keep keep praying. You know, because you never know. You might you might be the example. But what ends up happening on most of the time, since the man is the leader, what does the woman end up doing? Backsliding. The man is supposed to be the the standard bearer in the home, right? The woman operates the home. The man is supposed to be the standard bearer. That's why you always heard kids say, hey, wait till your daddy comes home. He's supposed to be the one that lays the law down. Depending on how you run your household, everybody's different. I'm giving a very generic example. So take what I'm saying right here with a grain of salt. But the man is supposed to be the standard barrier in the household uh, with the children, with the discipline. No, we don't do this, you know, this and this and this. So how is he supposed to lead his household? Is he only supposed to leave with his wallet in his mind? Who are you submitting to? Who are you submitting to? You're supposed to lead a household. Who are you submitting to? Where are you getting your instruction from? Is it just from you? Because men make mistakes all the time. The human beings were weak people. We're weak. We're weak by nature. That's why we're supposed to submit to our higher power. So if he's not submitting to anyone, who's leading the household? Who's leading? Because the man is supposed to follow God. The woman's supposed to follow the man and the children are supposed to follow. So who's who? Who's he being led by? So that's, that's, that's where uh, that comes from. So you may know right from wrong. And that's fine. That's great. I appreciate that. Um. But who are you submitting to? Because if you're submitting to, if you're submitting to no knowledge, okay. Uh, if you're submitting to yourself or your friends, okay. Um, yes, Outwitting the Devil is a great, great, great book. Highly recommend. Uh, Jennifer says, I absolutely agree. Living in LA for six years is definitely has changed a lot of heaven, uh, heaviness and darkness. And I've asked the Lord for the environment of a new city. I love that. But you know what? Pray for your city, Jennifer. So being a world-class Christian is we're supposed to go out there and spread the good news and pray and pray over. You, you can pray over regions is what the book says. 
You can pray over, say, if you want to pray over countries, you can pray over countries. You can pray over churches. You can pray over people. You can pray over your family. You can continue to pray. So pray for the environment that you're in while you're in the midst of moving. Continue to pray. I love you guys so much. Join the conversation over here on YouTube. Um, I don't even hear what y'all are saying. So if you guys are saying something crazy, you're not going to get blocked because I can't see it. Just come over here and, and join on YouTube. Uh, if you guys want to, to be a part of the conversation, but thank you guys for ch chiming in. That's, that's, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Um, uh, Diamond says it took me one time to get my butt tore up to know you speak when you once, when you into some, into somebody's house, but everything is taught, right? Children are taught. So if you don't get those seeds in you, while you're young, like if a man is, is, is not taught that disrespecting a woman is wrong or a woman is not taught disrespecting a man is wrong, they're going to do that as they as they grow because they feel like, well, I'm grown. And that's why we have to be examples, because if you see your mother cussing your father out or you see your father cussing your mother out, you grow up thinking that that's normal and that's healthy. When it's not. A woman isn't supposed to disrespect a man and a man is supposed to disrespect a woman. My dad taught me at a young age. If you are bold enough to, to put your hands on a man, be bold enough to get knocked out. And it taught me like, oh, no, I'm good. That's something I ain't never going to do. I ain't, I'm going to keep my hands to myself. You know, our generation was taught men do not hit women. This younger generation, that same thing wasn't downloaded into them. They will knock a woman out in a heartbeat. They have no cares in the world. They don't care if you're a man or a woman. These Gen Zers, they will put hands on a woman, okay? So be very mindful of that. Be very mindful of what we are downloading into our children, what we are downloading into ourselves, especially if you claim to be a believer, if you believe that you are a person of Christ. If you're not a person of Christ, then, you know, to each their own, do you. I ain't talking to you. <laughs> but if you believe you are a person of Christ, if you believe God has called you to do great things, and then you know what? Also, you have to be strong enough to to love people through it, to pray people through it. I'm not here to argue with anybody. I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not even here to tell you the way you're living is wrong. That's not my job. My job is just to spread the good news, to, 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 to maybe have some revelations and to go about my business because I did my work. But God wants you. God wants your soul. God wants your heart. God wants your mind. And he wants you to know him. He wants you to he wants you to lean on him. He wants you to understand him and understand your purpose in the life, because no amount of material things, no amount of worldly things are going to fill you up the way God will. When you know your purpose, when you know your passion, when you not even your passion, when you know why God has called you here and you're walking in the in, in the essence of what God has, is doing for you. There's is nothing like it. And everybody's walk is different and everybody comes to him at a different time. Um, yes, but uh, Melon and Honey says, I agree. They need to be taught. They need to be taught minors on how to speak to others and elders in respect. Kids don't want to go out, go outside like they used to. It's for I don't think that's what it is. I think kids aren't allowed to go outside like they used to because the world is different. Like my nieces and nephew, my sister don't play that. Like she didn't let them really play outside by themselves until she had like a gated backyard. Like, because the world is so, the world is very uh, interesting now. Like when we were kids, we didn't worry about kids getting snatched up all the time. People were still snatching kids, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. Like there are, there are so many videos of little kids just minding their business and here comes a car, here comes an adult and they're gone. 
So I don't think that it's all about the phone. I think technology has a part of it, but kids will play. Like if you tell them to go play, they'll figure it out and they'll play, especially if they have people to play with. I've seen it. So it's more so about the standard of the household. You know, what standard are you setting for your children? Are you telling them to go play outside? Are you saying, okay, it's enough of your electronics. Put that down and go play or go get some fresh air. It's all about the household and what the parents implement. Um, Jennifer says some cartoons are so inappropriate. My friend was telling me her seven-year-old son was watching a cartoon and there was a lot of cursing. We definitely have to keep our children in our prayers and God's protection. Absolutely. They're not protected the way we were. So it's up to the family household and up to the individuals to really protect their children and to watch over what they consume. And, and you too, as an adult, y'all, we are so easily influenced. We are so easily influenced. Don't think because we're, we're adults that we got it figured out too. No, we're not. Because if, if we weren't so easily influenced, we wouldn't have so many influencers. We wouldn't have all of that stuff in our Amazon cart that we saw somebody unbox. We wouldn't uh, want to go buy this and do that and drive this and have this because we've seen this on Instagram. I want to go to this country. We are easily influenced. So imagine if adults are easily influenced, how easily or easier. I don't even think that's a word. <laughs> how much more easy is it to influence children? It's too easy. Um, Venetia says, for real, there is a child I, I daydream about and imagine what seed will not be planted if I don't go uh, to her and bring her to church with me. I cry when I see her environment. Absolutely. So even if you don't have children, man, take your nieces and nephews to church. Be like, hey, do you mind if I take little Jenny to church with me? Because when children get those seeds as kids, even if they stray, even if they go out in the world and they do whatever they want to do. I was one. I was like, okay, I know God, but I'm going to go over here and party. I'm going to go over here and do my thing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But in the back of my mind, I always knew God was with me and I always knew God was watching me. And I knew because I was saved, I was covering the, covered in the blood of Jesus. So even when I wasn't doing right, I could still call on him. I always had that factor to go back to. And I believe that that's important because when you don't get that as a child, I seen people convert to God and I've seen people be saved, but I feel like it's a different, it's a lot of battling that you have to fight through as an adult because things don't make sense. Like there's people probably arguing me over here on TikTok because it doesn't make sense to them, which is fine. That's their business. Uh, the Bible tells you, you don't argue with people. You know, you just do your part and you, and it is what it is. Um, just like the young man, I'm not going to argue. I'm just here to do what I was called to do. Uh, it's not my job to convert anybody or argue. I'm just telling you how good God has been to me and what I I'm, I was called to do. And you got to do what you're called to do. But God didn't call us to argue with each other, right? He called us to understand, to love one another, to pray for one another, and just to tell people the good word and, and, and do that, right? Um, do you think ch teaching children about their private body parts and sexuality? Yes. And the reason why I say this are is because if you don't teach children the proper terminology about their body parts, uh, say if something happens to them, if they're sexually abused or molested or assaulted, if they go to court, the judge is going to ask them if they have to testify, the judge is going to ask them, where did they touch you? If they say he touched me on my TT, it's not going to stand up in court. You have to teach them vagina, penis and things like that. And it's sad that we're at this stage in life, um, but it you have to for their protection and for their knowledge. So they can say, don't touch my vagina. Don't touch my my penis. Don't they should be able to articulate. 
Um, I don't think sexuality, you have to gauge at what age and what household, but I will tell you, I have friends that have children at the age of seven and they're asking them like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Because kids are going to school. They have cell phones, y'all. If you don't teach your children about it, they're going to watch it, find out, see it, something. So as much as and it has to be outside your comfortability. I know some of y'all may not be comfortable enough to do this yet, but there are conversations and you don't have to give graphic detail. You don't have to say the being is that it, you don't have to like explain everything, but I, you do, you should tell them their body parts, right? You should tell them their body parts. Um, and you should explain what it is and then also go a step further and explain to them why they're not ready and why, and, and, and outside of, oh no, you shouldn't have to tell them it's a spiritual connection. It's, it's what you're supposed to do that when you're mature enough to handle the emotions that come behind it. Tell them how beautiful it is when you're ready and you're older and you can handle everything that comes with it and how they should wait until they can handle all of the stuff that comes with that. Does that make sense? So there's a way that you can explain it to children without getting graphic, without getting nasty, without getting too, um, you don't have to be perverted. It doesn't have to be a perverted thing. But they should know the real names of their body parts because if anything were to happen to them and they have to go to court to testify, the judge is going to throw it out if they do not give specific legal names to their body parts. If they don't say he touched my vagina, then they can't TT, woo woo, beep beep, whatever the, the little nicknames is because we had them growing up, you know, that just doesn't stand up in court nowadays. Um, it's sad that we even have to do that, right? It's sad that you even have to explain to a seven-year-old. That's It shouldn't even be a thing that we should even have to do. And I know a lot of parents are not ready for that. I was talking to my homegirl and she was like, Brittany, I don't, why is she so young? And I'm just like, it's happening. These kids have cell phones. They're exposed. Somebody, little nasty kid, gonna show your children, child something. So I'm not telling you to show them. I'm not telling you to pull up you know, and, and show them like, no, I feel like, you know, but you can say, Hey, if anybody shows you something that makes you uncomfortable or shows you somebody doing this word, please come to me and, and tell me, and it's okay. And we can talk about it. They should have a, there should be an open door where they shouldn't be shamed because when shame just leads to them hiding it. And for those of you who have to go to work, have a beautiful, blessed day. I love you. I'm going to stay on a little longer and continue this conversation. They shouldn't be shamed. You should tell them, though, that you're not you're too young to experience that. It's not even enjoyable at your age. It can feel icky at your age. It, it's, it's better when you're an adult. It's better when you're over the age of 18 or or whatever you want to say to to explain to them that you know how mommy goes to work and how you don't go to work. There are some things for kids and there's some things for adults. That's something that an adult does because at your age, it's not even fun. Do you understand? Like there's a way you can say it to them to where they will be able to explain it and they should be able to talk to you if they have questions or if somebody shows them something inappropriate that they feel comfortable enough to be like, I'm going to tell my mom or I'm going to ask my mom about this because this doesn't feel right. But they shouldn't be yelled at. They shouldn't be ashamed of who they are. They shouldn't be ashamed. It's it's a natural human thing. But it is a conversation that you're going to have to have because if you don't have it, somebody going to have it. And if they don't see it from a kid, they're going to see it on TV. Everything got sex in it. You think your child sleep? He watching P-Valley right along with you. 
He got his little head poked out while you watching P Valley on that big old screen. <laughs> he watching it right along with you or they're listening. So don't think y'all got to y'all. We got to stop acting like kids are stupid. We got to stop acting like like we weren't kids and we understood things and we saw things and we watched things. Y'all, we got to stop acting like kids are just like they're ignorant. They they act ignorant around you. But when they with their friends, they cussing up a storm. They carrying on. They don't think your little James is a little innocent. Your little Abby is innocent. They not. Remember how y'all were when y'all were kids or your friends. Don't act like we don't know. Come on, y'all. Man, we used to be cussing up a storm at school. Get home. Hi, mommy. Didn't utter a cuss word. Didn't utter a cuss word. Cussing up a storm at school. Singing Nobody on the Playground by Keith Sweat. Y'all, we got to stop acting like kids are stupid. They're not. They probably know more than you think they know. So maybe if your kids are at a certain age, um, you need to be educating because they're educating kids in school about all types of stuff. So let you be the teacher about gender and specifications and, and download what you and your household believe. Because if not, the, the school is going to. They took prayer out of schools. They, you know, they're they're having gender neutral bathrooms and all of these things. And whether you believe that's right or wrong, that's your business. But you should be downloading those things into your children and still instilling your values, your household values into your children, not the world. But if you let if you wait, you give you're giving the opportunity for the world, other people's parenting styles, other people's beliefs and all of that into your children before you do. So I'm just saying. Um. Jacqueline says, I would prefer to talk, talk about sex more in church where they can learn about it in a godly context. I'm still, de I'm still being delivered from stuff I was exposed to as a kid. Wow. That's actually a great conversation. And maybe I'll ask my apostle about that because they should be, but, and, and I feel like it shouldn't be shameful. Like we shouldn't talk about it in a shameful way because it's going to happen to everybody. Everybody's going to eventually try it, do it, seek it see it, whatever. Right. I feel like we should also step out of like, let them know like, Hey, there's things that are inappropriate that people and in, 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 in adults should never do to you. But then a step further that there's this a spiritual connection that goes on, um, that goes on like that, that goes on in that realm. There's a spiritual level to, to intimacy and things like that. So I highly recommend that you talk to them. And I hope that you heal from that. That happened to you as a kid. Um, I'm sorry that happened to you. It happened to me. So I definitely understand. Don't let that uh, hold, strong hold you for too long. You know, find a heal, therapy, forgive and move on and not forgive for them. Forgive for yourself so you can continue to move on and do what God has called you to do. And not to say that you forget and be, you know, not to dismiss your feelings, but you know, I, I think that there's there is a level of uh, of letting go that we have to do in order to proceed forward. Um, Jacqueline said, keep speaking the things God has given you to say proud of you grow. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I used to I used to not think that they should they should. But now in this world is crazy. Uh, we need kids to know these terms. We do. I wish we didn't. I wish I could I could tell y'all we live in a world where nothing is going to happen to these children, that they're going to be a OK all the time. But the truth of the matter is the world right now is very perverse. Everything got sex in it. Everything is is nasty. Everything 
Like you can't watch a show with some, without somebody kissing, making now, having sex or insinuating sex or whatever. It's just, it, we're, these are the times that we're living in. And as adults, adults are like, whatever. But if you have children, don't think that they're not being exposed. Don't think that they don't know. Don't think that they haven't seen. Your children have cell phones and tablets. Y'all children go to sleepovers or stay the night at Kiki and them. You never know what your kids are being exposed to. So you need to talk to them about it and ask them questions and not in a shameful way. Not did you did, nah, and calm down. Like if you need to take a step, if you're if you feel yourself getting angry or pissed off in the midst of those conversations. Be like, hold on, I'll be right back. Go to the bathroom and deal with your own emotions because kids are going to absorb whatever you absorb, whatever you exude. So if they feel like you're getting frustrated, you're getting angry, you're shaming them, they're going to shut down. Kids want to make you happy. They want to you to love them. You're they're They're not mature enough to know that, hey, those are mommy's feelings, not mine. They're going to take on whatever you're dealing with. So take your time, breathe through it, do it in increments if you have to. But these conversations you should be having with your children, because if you don't, the world will. The world will. Um, and I, I'm just I'm just keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. You, you, you don't have to listen to me, but you're going to be wondering why your children going to come home and be like, mommy, what's moaning? <laughs> Happened to my friend. VA channel says they need to be taught on a level of their intelligence, exactly, of their intellect. Absolutely. So I'm not telling y'all to show, I'm not telling y'all to pull up the, the hub and like, look, this is what, no, that is nasty. Make make sure it makes sense. Make sure you, you don't feel like you're perversing your child. Do it in a way that children understand. There are diagrams. You don't have to pull up a, a, a porn or a nasty photo. There are diagrams. When I was a little girl, my mom gave me a book. And it was a children's book about development. So I, as a little girl, I saw what a woman's body developed like, and I saw what a man's body developed like. So from a very young age, I understood, oh, a woman and a man have different body types. It wasn't perverse. It wasn't nasty. My mom was just like, here's a book. And I was like, okay. So I would look at the photos and it didn't make me feel no, no tingling, nothing like that. It was literally diagrams as of a little girl going from a little girl to a grown woman and a little boy going from a little boy to a grown woman. And it showed you what a woman looked like pregnant. And so I had a very early understanding of, oh, men are different from women. And even though we're living in a time where uh, genders are being, you know, whatever, you can explain that to them as well. Well, this is what this means. This is a male. This is a female. This is what it means to be transgender. This is what it means to be. You can explain that to your children. And even if you don't believe as a Christian that it's right, teach their own, you should still educate them so they're not ignorant. And so they're not in school fighting people about what they believe. Like, that's not what we're called to do. We're not called to, to push our beliefs down anybody's throat. I'm not here to do that. I'm just here to speak on whatever, uh, whatever God I feel I'm being told to, to talk about. Uh, instructor Mike, what's up, Instructor Mike? What makes you think nicknames won't be used in court or won't be hold up in court? Because I've been told that by lawyers. I've been told that by lawyers and other parents as well. Um, that is that is a fact. And every and every judge is different, but you don't want. And I will tell you this: there are a lot of cases that were thrown out because of that. You never know if your judge is perversed. There are a lot of judges who are perverse because there are a lot of people that have gotten away 
with doing child molestation and things like that because there are there are bills right now being passed by law that makes it legal for people to sleep with children. Judges have the 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 uh Supreme Court has passed laws to say that this is not perverse that you, that grown men can touch and be with kids. So if you think those people that's that's what I'm saying. That's why you should let them know. So you don't give them any room to be like, well, you know, we don't know what a TT is. So you don't want you don't want people to have any room. So, again, your children, your choice. But I've heard this from lawyers. I've heard this from other parents and people are perverted, including judges. And they will be judged by God in a different time. We ain't got to go there. but. I've heard my from lawyers and parents. That's why. So you might not like it, but that's the time we're in 2022. Y'all, you can see you don't got to go on the porn sites to see nasty. I mean, to see sex. It's in every television show. And if you're not careful, it's in your children's television shows. So children watching Euphoria, it's a whole bunch of penises in there. So you might as well just tell them about it, you know. And the school system is scary. So who who do you want your children to learn from? You or the world? It's up to you. Bye, beautiful. She's I have to go. Have a blessed day. Absolutely. If you guys have to go, um, definitely have a beautiful blessed day at work. I just want to continue to read in the comments. Instructor Mike says the real conversation, uh, the real conversations you don't have with your children become the real conversations they have with their friends. Absolutely. Um. It's over and convert. I don't know what that means. Um, Shamber says, right. We need to calm down. We're going to be. <laughs> you're going to be a great. I hope so. I pray I will. I pray I will. I don't know. I'm a great aunt. I'm a, I'm a fantastic aunt and a fantastic uh, auntie BB. Um, but Shamber says, but kids will question, wait, why is she or he angry after they find out because they weren't taught uh, what they have seen was wrong? Mm-hmm. And it's it's and you should be the one to be like, baby, when somebody shows you stuff like that, that's wrong. They're not supposed to show you. So when your friends show you that it's wrong, it's OK to say, no, I don't want to see that. Like, give them the, the voice to say, I don't like that. I don't want to see that, because if kids don't feel like they can be empowered to say, don't touch me, I don't like that. Get off me. If they don't feel empowered to to stop, that's when adults prey on them. The reason why a lot of adults get away with child molestation and a child and, and child endangerment is because kids feel like they don't have the authority to say, don't do that to me. Ow, that hurts. Mom, mom. You know what I mean? They feel like they're not comfortable enough to come out and say what they need to say because they feel like they're supposed to people please. So in order to keep your child from being a people pleaser, give them the empowerment and the tools to be like, hey, that's my vagina. You can't touch that. Y'all, this probably this whole podcast is going to get demonetized as many times as I said, but it's the, it's the it's the facts. It is what it is. And I, I want to make sure that I empower you guys to to it's OK. Breathe through it. Take your time. But if you do not teach them, somebody else will. So you decide whether or not you want to do it. Or the world's going to do it. OK, and I know we got a love topic. But I hope you guys are getting in a good Bible-based church. I hope you guys are praying. Please read your Bible. Get a good physical Bible. 
Um, the Bible app is great. The Bible app is great, but please get a physical Bible so you can highlight and all that stuff. People could do that on the, on a digital Bible too, but I just, it's something about the text. And also go ahead and get your copy of A Purpose Driven Life link down below. And if you want to enter the free giveaway, go ahead to BrittanyTheHost.com and enter to win. Um, yeah, you guys got to be, we got to be careful what we expose ourselves to. So, you know, it might be a good show. It might be written really, really well. But what are you exposing your soul to, your children to, and all of that stuff, okay? So just want to be careful. Yes, you guys, have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Do not forget we go live each and every weekday morning here on Morning Motivation on Facebook and YouTube. But if you want to join the conversation, come to YouTube. If you are a TikToker, go ahead and come over to YouTube and join the conversation. Thank you guys for... um are being here and hopefully you guys got something out of this. If you disagreed, that's okay. It's okay to not agree with everything everybody has to say, but I hope that God touches your heart and that you are blessed and that you know God for yourself and you read your Bibles. Or if you're not a, real, a Christian, it's do whichever you feel God has called you to do, but I am here to talk about and spread the word of Jesus Christ. So love you guys so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. I hope God continues to bless you and peace y'all. See y'all tomorrow.